Hi, you're listening to the New Space India podcast, a bi-weekly talk show that exclusively brings insights from the Indian space activities ecosystem. I'm your host Narayan, the co-founder of India's first space-focused think tank, Spaceport Sarabhai. Guests on the New Space India podcast help you understand space activities related macro and micro trends within India in all aspects including space history, local industry, space science, technology evolution, law and policy, art and more. The New Space India podcast is supported by Dassault Systems, a global leader in providing businesses and people with collaborative virtual environments to enable sustainable innovations. Dassault Systems Solutions supports startups, small and medium scale enterprises and original equipment manufacturers in developing disruptive solutions for space launchers and satellites. Uh, I am Vinay Dadwal. I started my uh, journey in space from Space Application Center uh, in 1983. So I was born and brought up in Delhi. Uh, then I did a BSc in Botany. That was 1973 to 76. then i joined indian agriculture research institute and did a masters in plant physiology and then 1978 i joined the phd at iri and after some discussions and the type of guides available i decided to do a phd on growth modeling of wheat especially the impact of temperature photoperiod and radiation Uh, i will bring this then you know that created my career later so sometime uh, 1982 and 1983 early i, I will have to find, recall a team came to iri uh, it it was a campus recruitment and then uh, we were told that you can appear i was in phd fifth year so that is the first time uh, i heard about satellite and tried in an interview i am told those interviews were scrapped because the issue raised in those days was that why uh, should isro go to only one institute not to legally anyway so maybe january february of 1983 there was a advertisement so i traveled to ahmedabad and then appeared for the interview and went back so sometime in april and or may i was offered a position so i quickly submitted my thesis anyway it was long overdue 5 years and landed in ahmedabad on 12th june uh, 1983 but couldn't join this is very interesting because for you to join you should have a medical certificate i had done my medical at molana azad but they took uh, almost 20 days to send the certificate so i could join uh, sac only on 30th june 1983 so the moment i landed and joined our uh, boss was dr baldev sahay uh, and the division was called long name aerial surveys ground truth and photo interpretation division agpd so the uh, so first thing i was asked is 
can you forecast groundnut production so i started learning about satellites at those days there was no digital image processing so how you can have the fcc and diso print and can you visually identify groundnut uh and then what happened uh isro was into irs utilization program so the irs utilization program uh sometime in september of 1983 uh an office order came where i was member of a team called crop production forecasting uh the pi was js parihar who was an agronomist who had joined sac in 1974 uh there was mr kalu barme another agronomist one astrophysicist from prl dr mb poddar and myself but uh, i was already you know familiar with this crop and crop you know production forecasting yield modeling so the first thing we decided was we want uh, we were you know trying to in get influenced that let us go to surat and navsari and do wheat forecasting we said if you want to do wheat forecasting we'll go to haryana punjab and do it so in december 1983 myself uh, parihar and kalu barme took a open jeep traveled two and a half days and started doing field work for wheat identification so uh, we actually used landsat mss data and digital classification to produce uh, sometime in 1984 the first map of wheat crop in karnal that actually picture appears in the dos annual report also uh, but i am told uh, when the sac uh, went to professor u r rao uh, he told what is this one district one crop you have to do whole state so then uh, the irs up cpf became a project laka large area crop acreage and then uh, since we didn't have that type of digital facilities i had to uh, devise a statistical scheme segment based which was also used by nasa for their global wheat forecasting and then we did the first whole haryana state by next year uh, when again uh, the team uh, the sac management uh, team went to chairman professor u r rao he said what is one crop you should do whole india and all crops uh, this is how you know uh, professor u r rao used to work and whatever you do you get the pressure back to do 10 times more so from 1983 we went on uh, since uh, those days computer facilities were not there so i used to spend almost one month each after rabi and kharif in one of the rrscs regional remote sensing service centers were set up in 1986 and they got one numulex system uh, from belgium each one had the you know computer processing so for large area processing we would carry big tapes uh, land up at delhi take a bus to dehradun and at every place octroi will stop us that why are you carrying computer things where is the bill uh, anyway so we learned and we made 
you know long time friendship with the rrsc people uh it went on i also then uh, started work for rice in puri and katak but then uh, we we had to expand teams and finally this cpf team almost had uh, 20 uh, you know collaborators about 25 people in sac a total team of about 140 50 and the project was funded uh, to the tune of almost 2 and 1/2 crore per year by the ministry of agriculture it was a very very uh, i would say strenuous work to ask for money defend it do field work go outside sac uh, do the image processing and still produce the result within one month of the harvest so there are many stories around that one of the stories that we were in pipli uh pipli block and there uh, we were doing field work and it is rice so when the jeep is trying to turn it got stuck in the rice and you can understand up to your uh, knee level you have water there and your jeep is stuck and you have to throw out another interesting thing was we were returning in night on gt road those were the days of uh, terrorism and there was shooting uh, on the gt road uh, it went on like this till uh, we were you know larger team and i was uh, helping out in lot of such activity then the isro started wanted to do quantitative and wanted to do modeling for irrigation so then uh, we took up a project on uh, you know water estimation performance evaluation of irrigation come out so the two projects which i took were were the mahi right bank canal and the second one was the indira gandhi nehru pariyojana Uh, you know doing field work for indira gandhi nehru pariyojana in may and january january it is so biting cold in hanumangarh that you really have pain in your knees and in may if you were in suratgarh and hanumangarh there is so much sand that every 10 minute you stop and you have to drink water you can't see more than 20 meters uh, but that was very interesting and the other part was Uh, we tried to use uh, a software isro gis which was getting developed so by this time i knew a lot of crop identification crop modeling so the first thing uh, i le- was inducted was into a ground segment committee for irs 1c so there the uh, isac teams nrsc teams and the payload and data software team would day in day out argue uh, mr shiv kumar was the chairman who later on became the uh, director of uh, isro satellite center he was in before that he also was the director of track and then uh, two things which i distinctly recall is the first two irs Uh, did not have the swear band and then uh, i uh, did studies to indicate if you want to separate mustard
from other crop and groundnut from other kharif crop without swir band you can't do it so this uh, experiment was done we brought out results and then dr navalgun etc uh, we prepared a big report then i think they went to professor ura first we had to convince dr george joseph and shri kiran kumar dr george joseph was head of sensor development division and kiran kumar was the uh, in charge for designing these uh, irs cameras so the issue was for bringing one sensor they had to drop a band and the blue got dropped we we were not in favor of it we thought it is important for atmospheric function so those things went on then the another interesting thing which we could do was uh when irs 1c got launched i could use multi date wefs and do the national wheat for the first time uh with a wefs data sorry wefs data so uh, the what we showed was high temporal data compensating for the spatial resolution and still you could do match the acreage uh, there are large number of other events which went on uh, so many interesting stories of field work and the issues you face in field work and uh, but in 1998 there was a part of reorganization they created what is called uh, division crop modeling division so i had about 8 9 people for the first time we got youngsters who later on did you know phd and still i work with some of them so we started uh, work on estimating leaf area estimating crop biomass and many things which i continue uh, after the wheat work in 1996 Uh, we were debating what to do next so we produced a proposal called fasal it was for multi crop nation wide so we had long you know group had long debates then finally the fasal was forecasting uh, agriculture with space agrometrology and land based you know so uh, we spent half a day in actually finding a good name for the project also Uh, so the fasal project did not get really funded till quite some time so isro and the routine project went on okay the other part of the development was while i was doing all this uh 1989 i had a award of the indian national science academy young scientist medal so that permitted me to do some research so my whole week is for crop forecasting saturday and sunday i would like to do carbon cycle why carbon cycle is very important uh, there was one professor sk sina of iri who was our teacher later on he was iri director also uh, he was a professor of plant physiology so he had attended this billiers conference of 1980 and he had once told me you know as plant physiologist you should work on if co2 doubles what happens to plants so you must do carbon cycle so our teacher you know so advice but the good thing was at that time our director was shri pramod kale 
so once i morning and evening he would call people and discuss many things so after my award he called me and said what you would do i said if you would permit me to get some student i would like to do carbon cycle so he really sort of went out of his way and then one professor ab vora head of the botany department and two students started doing phd they were not my student they remained professor vora student and they did phd on in botany but on carbon cycle uh, so then we had professor b h subaraya of the prl who was the program director for the igpp so when he saw what work we are doing he said i should come to the isro geosphere biosphere program so then i started the carbon cycle work so like this this continued i went on doing couple of things but one more thing which i want to point out is when 1983 i came and my boss was dr baldev sahay he was very particular about what you write and then he gave me one more job he said there were 16 projects eight were in sac so he said you now produce a monthly progress report so i have to go to each pi nobody will send a progress report so i have to discuss with them and write but that i had to learn what to write for water quality what to write for watershed what to write for forestry what to write for even uh, sac was developing a passive parallel signal image processing system so i have to go to ks das gupta who incidentally was my predecessor at iist as director so i'd go to ks das gupta and get his monthly progress report so the learning opportunities were very large and then this sac culture of having committee work so i could learn many things about you know satellite technology sensor image processing you name it was totally beyond you know my any training the other part was because of our crop image processing i was a member of the standing committee of software evaluation for rrsc so all software developed by rrsc had to go through tnd and then uh, i would sit there and work so uh, i i was trying to do uh, from a botany uh, no image processing i mean formal education doing lot of crop classification uh, using imsl to write our classification code and sitting in the software evaluation so much so that when the punjab remote sensing center was set up they didn't have staff so when the wipro supplied them image processing system i was sent from sac to go there and for four days we actually did the tnd and the acceptance test for the image processing so i i was fortunate that i could really do very large other very important culture of isro was in that era we as scientist sc we actually had the chance to make presentation to chairman isro so when professor urao came to sac and our vikram hall uh, i made a presentation on cpf then in between we had to make a presentation when there was a transition from professor urao to dr rangan and dr rangan could would not agree that 
with NOAA and the amount of satellite, you don't get data for rice classification. So for one year, every day NOAA picture, we took print out and put India grid, you know, square grid and marked fraction cloudy and then visited uh, Bangalore on a Saturday and convinced him that without SAR, you would not be able to do. Uh, his argument was very simple. You see, for drought assessment, uh, you composite all the NOAA images, some pixels will be there and then you can classify. So we explained to him difference between vegetation index and identifying rice from other crops, discrimination, which doesn't work with, you know, mixture of the signature. So very interesting. The other, at that time, uh, I wanted to do more carbon cycle also. I'll come to it. Then sometime in 2004, April, Dr. Navalgund, who had left the SAC to become director NRSC, NRSA, he called me, would you go to Dehradun? I said, why? He says, no, no, the uh, dean of Dehradun is shifting. So, uh, because you like academic work, I think you should go to. I said, sir, if you think I am suitable and this would be my temperament, I will go. So, within one week, there was an office order that I was the dean of the IIRS. So, I went from SAC. So, I left all the crop work. I had two Elmiras of reprints, books and so many papers. I said to all friends, here is you take all of that. I am now going out. So I went to Dehradun. So Dehradun was very interesting. Uh, we actually defended uh, the international collaboration with ITC and extended the international master's program in geohazards and geoinformatics. So I did a couple of visits to Netherlands ITC also. Plus, I wanted to ensure uh, that the students do more quantitative. So at IIRS, we established five field observatories. One for runoff in Sitlarao watershed. Then one we did for measuring runoff near Rudki. Then one we did for soil moisture in the forest. And then there was a project which I had been trying for seven, eight years to set up flux towers. In fact, I spent 12, 14 years pleading, requesting money for flux towers. But then we did establish flux towers in Barkot, that is a sal, in Haldwani with collaboration with Italians. Uh, that was a closed path in plantation. Then, it, you know, this march goes on. Uh, we also had a lot of projects. For the first time, because of the IGBP, we had with my colleagues of IARS, we identified something like 45 PIs and we did the entire forest biomass field sampling, six and a half thousand points. That is the only national uh, biomass measurement independent of forest department and the forest survey of India. Okay. Uh, I also had the opportunity 
to be in the technical advisory committee of FSI, work on India's national communication to UNFCC. We produced the first soil carbon uh, assessment of forest based on our maps and the surveys. We could also establish antique uh, flux tower, and when then I had to move to NRSC. NRSC at that time. For a year, I was associate director. Dr. Jaraman was director. Then he uh, moved out. I became the director. So at NRSC, uh, I think we were able to do very, very significant things. First, uh, we operationalized the NGOs. So we really had a capacity to do almost like 500 plus scenes on that day itself we could process and give. We also were in the process, it was initiated in Dr. Jaraman's time, a ground station at Antarctica. So we really went ahead, uh, you know, motivated teams who could had to stay 8 to 10 months in Antarctica and we established ground station in Antarctica. Uh, Bhuvan till that time uh, was only for uh, just putting uh, images of list four. But then I realized uh, the way uh, the map and Bhuvan are, uh, sorry, Google are, uh, you know, progressing and we don't have a high resolution map. So first thing what we did was we started producing one degree grid of list three which were freely downloadable. So we created a section called NOIDA, NRSC Open EO Data Archive, for which we had to go through, you know, many cycles of approval from chairman, etc. Later on, we added the Cartosat DEM also for free download. Uh, then the maps which NRSC was doing as part of NR census, we said that they must be all put for as a WMS service. So by the time I left, there were about 2,600 image layers which were being visualized on Bhuvan. So and then we we were uh, we inherited uh, Bhuvan, which was commercial software based. We totally made it open source. That was another big effort. In between, we had IRS, you know, RISAT launch. So operationalizing radar data from NRSC was another big enterprise. Uh, so I found my five years at uh, NRSC so much invigorating, so many things to learn. Another very interesting thing, I think one incident which I should tell you is, I was to join uh, as director I had signed on the previous day, uh, I think it was March, when Jeremy, or was it April? So the next day I was to join and come as director NRSA to the office. And then the Arunachal chief minister's uh, helicopter crashed. So I started getting phone call in the car itself. Uh, from Delhi, 
फ्रॉम एन डी एम ए फ्रॉम आई जी अरुणाचल फ्रॉम चेयरमैंस ऑफिस एवरीबडी वॉन्ट्स एन आर एस सी टू फाइंड हेलीकॉप्टर इसरो डजेंट हैव सेटेलाइट डेटा टू रियली डू दैट सो आई डेंट गो टू ऑफिस वी हैड ए डिजास्टर डी एम एस प्रोग्राम सो आई वेंट टू देयर कंट्रोल रूम got our aircraft person who got the three air force pilots and tried to find out you know what is this helicopter business and how do they really fly we had rsat 1b so all images all possible imaging so three days literally morning to evening we searched then i could you know summarize my experience we are looking for a metallic ball of shape we don't know we don't have a prior image to differentiate the difference between non fallen you know baseline and with drop of the helicopter and this helicopter is not on a bare soil or bare sand it is in a sloping land in deep forest in arunachal and you have x band sar which doesn't penetrate so we spend lot of time in you know educating people then in this 4 5 years we did lot of work on flood mapping we in fact had another big event was this kedarnath the kedarnath you know disaster we really did much better we did hydrological modeling we did satellite data in fact the list for data was used globally to talk of what happened on the first rain the first landslide and the second landslide and the chorawar so like this there are a number of examples then when we had the hudhud uh we could even fly by that time nrsc had permission uh, from arc without prior approval we could fly our aircraft so we covered the wind blown you know the factories etc and every evening uh, mr chandrababu naidu was the chief minister we would go and report today's satellite picture and what analysis of damage then we could also set up you know along with that Uh, people could uh, report a broken uh, bridge or uh, house or something and it will come with a geotagged picture and sit there so we could quickly build up you know like this why we could do it because as an example after the uh, our experience of uh, kedarnath for dst we did a project on manu which is mapping uh, this disaster areas using 100 students of shrinagar university each damage point was brought into the bhuvan so i would say uh, nrsc was every day was a disaster either for us or in the country and then we had a big problem people want satellite data high resolution cartosat but cartosat actually covered only 7% of the country in 8 years cloud free so with no data 
then director nrsc had to take the decision our cartosat 1 was a unique satellite where you could do your rotation of 90 degree so what you would do is you can get a 60 km swath of 2.5 meter resolution so for one year uh, we operated cartosat 1 with your rotation over india to really produce a baseline high resolution picture which we used to fuse and then try to uh, market because we really had huge data deficiency it was so much so that when i uh, another issue came was when i was given this charge uh, the cag had already reviewed nrsc 2004 5 6 7 uh, the report is still available in cag it simply says one uh, you are launching satellite uh, without uh, user participation but nrsc does not launch satellite right then it says you are not uh, imaging to the capability of a satellite we went to explain uh, india is 2% of the globe satellite covers whole globe if there are no international ground station you don't have on board capacity how can you cover the full capacity anyway uh, cag doesn't understand not willing to uh, so they went on commenting we went on replying so they set of internal rate of return uh, so there are couple of issues so but the sum and substance of it was we would send replies then uh, at headquarter with their wisdom they will sort of tone down our response and it will go so finally myself and uh, a chairman dr radha krishnan we had to appear as witness before the parliamentary committee and there they gave us you know some do's and don'ts and why you are not efficient so that that was the another the other part was that uh, we we also had this program uh, other national programs which were coming up and the prime minister wanted to do shri modi wanted to do this for large area so nrsc actually signed almost 30 40 mous we produced uh, a map uh, of the gale monitoring with the you know uh the pipeline monitoring at monthly basis we did a project on linking the uh, mine actual boundary vis a vis where it is happening we did a program with the ministry of culture on trying to map all the areas around the restricted monument whether something new has come up it was in, across the board so i i would say this opportunity parallelly what happened was i was the india's representative to un corpus i think 2012 or 11 by 12 i think i was the leader of the team so we would go there make the presentations so i think 2015 uh, it was the next uh, chairmanship of science and technology committee became vacant so initially there were no uh, applicants then uh, our gv subramaniam ambassador uh, in 
Austria and others. They said, let us have India. Then since I was the leader for past two, three years, they proposed. By that time, uh, Japan had also proposed from their side chairmanship. So now uh, we have very close relationship with Japan on UN Corpus. And they had proposed Chiaki Mukai. Uh, she is the first uh, Asian woman astronaut. Uh, so then it was decided that India would be the chair in SD for the first year and Chiaki Mukai will take over. So that's why in 2016, the SNT thing I chaired. Since uh, this also gave us an opportunity. So I had the opportunity to hand over the model of moms to UN Corpus to the director in February of 2015. So I, I would say uh, ISRO gave so many tremendous opportunities which I don't think uh, any other carrier or for a botany person to really come up. There are a large number of such events, uh, India's participation in IEF. Uh, in fact, in the APR SAF, I used to chair a subgroup on technology, you know, of that. In fact, in one of the uh, uh, leaders' conference, ISRO didn't go. So uh, we, I have a picture with some 11 countries, uh, chairman of space program, including JAXA chief, standing with holding hands like this to decide to work together. So I... Finally, sometime, I think in 2016, I got a message that chairman is suggesting that the opening is coming up for IAST. I should apply for that director. So I appeared in the interview. So Shri Govardhan Mehta, uh, director, long time director of IAST, he was chairing. So finally, I went July uh, 2016. And IIST has another issue. Uh, we were to build a campus in 18 months. It went into a spin and only two buildings were there. So I spent most of the time uh, requesting for money, completing the building, which in 2019, we could do two blocks, which Rikiran Kumar could inaugurate. Plus I could help or I could persuade my colleagues to really do things. They were doing uh, activity on small satellite. So first we could, in almost like two months, we could do the Aries payload with the physics people, which measured the electrons. And then I think last month, our InspireSat, which I had the privilege of signing the MOU uh, with the Colorado, uh, that also is now flying. We also established a ground station. First UHF, VHF, and then we upgraded to S-band. We also persuaded our chemistry people to really start doing biology. So uh, IAST has a project on measuring the uh, kidney stones of Drosophila in microgravity environment. So uh, the my experience at uh, Trivendram was 
very mix of building infrastructure uh, student and admission issues covid managing you know huge thing plus ensuring that we did some of the very good things we set up a small spacecraft payload center we set up a lab we set up this microgravity thing we set up nano sensor including nano sensors which are will be tested uh, for the co2 measurement uh, in the human space flight capsule uh, while of course uh, i did work on hyperspectral in between i was the chair of the uh, dst committee on the nisa imaging spectroscopy program so we used to do that uh, so i would say uh, i mean for somebody who was doing botany and agriculture i could do 40 years of you know continuous learning amazing people the type of opportunities you know starting the first one was when i was sent to japan in kumamoto in uh, 2016 as a isro representative for inauguration of the tokai space center to the end up to the chairmanship of uh, snt committee of un corpus i mean i could cover almost so many things including uh, i chaired a session of the uh, us india's uh, space civil space corporation the fifth so i was the indian co-chair went to washington as part of the second meeting while we were developing the un center for which i was twice the acting director in 2013 i was a member of a un expert group which went to bihang university to approve setting up of the rr regional remote sensing center under un at bihang so uh, amazing experience lot of you know uh, amazing people but uh, i can i continue to learn and we could establish flux towers crop forecasting currently of course i am chairing a expert group on uh, pradhan mantri fasal bima yojana how to bring technology for farmer insurance so i think learning never stops thank you very much Thank you for listening in to this episode of the New Space India podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this episode with anyone you believe will enjoy listening to it. You'll be able to find the New Space India podcast in any of the podcasting platforms that you may be using, including Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube and others. Do subscribe to the podcast in case you want to receive new episodes automatically. I'm grateful if you're able to leave a rating for the podcast. which will help others discover it thank you for listening in again and the next episode will be out in the next two weeks as usual